Hey everybody, this is the LSD Podcast. First of all, thanks for listening. Second of all, you're not being forced to. During our podcast, we will attempt to entertain you, make you think a little bit. We believe in the First Amendment and our right to our own opinions. You may disagree, and you can always vocalize those disagreements with us. But if you're easily offended, we're probably not the podcast for you. We try to make you think of things from a lighthearted side. We talk politics. Yeah, and occasionally we even bash religion. And we make fun of certain groups and even ourselves. So if you're that easily offended, please don't listen to our podcast any further. Get your mic you're not being forced to. Now, let's try to be entertaining. Well, my name is Iron, and I'll say something cool. Great stuff, guys. Very entertaining, and I have no future as a defense attorney. I'm glad I found that out today. Oh, God, I love everything about your podcast. Well. I love your I've, you know, been listening to you guys for probably the last six months or so and kind of half on it. Love hearing you guys come on and kind of talk about stuff in really a way that's, I don't know, you don't really care uh, what, you know, how, how bad it sounds. You're saying the truth. And I think it's just cool to hear. You know, it's a little refreshing to hear with all the um, the edited stuff. I love it. Makes my day. Really enjoy uh, listening to you guys and your sense of humor and everything and the, these uh, interesting subjects that you Welcome to The Lighter Side of Dark, Season 8. One of the fastest growing podcasts in the U.S. Now, here to make your eyes roll and attempt to entertain you are Solio and Smith. Milk on the app. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 101. Remember we agreed we were going to do uh, numbers from now on. Much easier. You don't have to worry about saying, uh, welcome to season 11, episode 26. I can count. From here on, I can just count. The Super Bowl should have done that. We discussed that last week. The Super Bowl did. In 50. I think it was Super Bowl 5 0. Hmm. Everything sent back to fucking Roman. I thought they were going to turn it. I thought that they had an opportunity to, to make a smooth transition and they blew it. But it, they blew it. Because you know, welcome, welcome everybody. Uh, we, uh, yeah, 100th episode last week. Had a ball doing that one. Had some live callers uh, calling in. Uh, you never know. We get those from time to time. Uh, today is uh, in season, it'll be season eight's Dead Man Dinner Party. We got that coming up. That's where uh, I'll let Dave Anthony explain it when the time comes. And we have all of your favorites. Uh, Florida Man, we're both getting eerily close to a week in jail remaining. About a single digit, approaching single digits. Absolutely. That's happening. And we got uh, Bible, Bible or Bullshit coming up. We also have our uh, remake segment and our Mount Rushmore segment. Today is 1970s cop shows. They can be it can be about police or like detectives. I thought that would be good to kind of in, incorporate. But there was a lot of private detectives, private dicks. A lot of a lot of those gritty cop dramas with the um, with the starting with the seventies and onward. And we're gonna we're gonna tackle that. That's right. Um, let's see. Dave Anthony is waving at us from the control room. He wants to make a little bit of money and say something. How could this be news? Here are your hosts. So, Leo and Smith. So, the news we talked about uh, three weeks ago was uh, the the President Biden's document scandal. So far, they didn't find any in his uh, Delaware beach house. And, and by the way, who has a beach house in Delaware? That's that is a little weird. You, um, you lose the bet. Yeah, that's why. I mean, it shows, and they found him in Pence's house. It, it shows you that the people at that level they access these files and. Yeah, this this stuff is going to happen. Um, I think it has to do with the process afterwards if they comply or not. If they're like, yeah, yeah, here, take it, and Biden immediately did. 
Um, I don't know if Pence, Pence might as well, for all I know, because I don't think he wants any more trouble than he's already in. Well, I don't know. Pence never strikes me as an evil mastermind. He's just a coward who yeah. is an opportunist, which is kind of, that's half of the Republican Party, and the others are scary uh, extremists. So it's really a, <laughs> we're in a bad place on, in, if you're a Republican right now. And uh, and how how good do you have to how good do you have to feel about the uh, the GOP when you find out it took fourteen votes to get him selected as the Speaker of the House? It's just you know it's just going to be a bunch of infighting because yeah. at this point it's pretty it's not even it's really just an open secret there are a bunch of power seeking assholes that serve other interests you know Russian interests just whoever whoever pays them. It's so it's they don't even hide it anymore. So they're not going to accomplish anything. But now that the the spotlight is on them, they're going to have a hard time just blame. They're going to try to blame Joe Biden for everything. Well, that's but, that's what every party tries sure, to do. You know, um, but they're going to they have the spotlight on them now. Like, all right, what are you guys doing? What are you doing to legislate? Uh, what's that? Well, it's the branch branch of your government. You should understand what legislate means. They just obstruct. That would mean uh, doing what uh, Americans want. Right. And I don't think they're really... uh, Democrats don't even do that, so I don't expect Republicans to. Well, let's let's go ahead and see if we can get out of jail. Hmm. i got to find Dave Anthony's stuff here so so he can uh, tell us what to do. Well... Where we're down to the point where we had to make a, a couple of little rule adjustments this season because we were sort of stuck in limbo. Now we get. Hey, gang, do you know what right time it is? Three days the off. The LSD Podcast's most popular segment of all time. It's time for Florida Man. Brought to you by Game hey Show gang, Party. Hey, gang, do you know what time it is? Play the other it's one time for Dave, the Florida Man Everyone Game just Show. Talked over Brought to you by just... Game Show Party, right here in the Tampa Bay area. Thank you, Dave. Florida is famous for its crazy Florida Man headlines, with all the crazy stuff done only by a Floridian. Well, in this game, both of our hosts are sentenced to 21 days in the county jail. Each of them will be read three real headlines from the newspaper or the nightly news and they must choose which one is fake the reader will do their best to convince them of which one Paul they should choose at the one he's got. and they must either agree or disagree like hollywood square style yeah if they answer right they get one day off of their sentence if they're wrong they get one day added to their sentence let's see who gets out of jail first now let's see what crazy stuff florida man has done already Hey, Paul, you want to go first or you want me to? I, I, I can read you first. All right, you... go ahead. I'll take my chances. Here we go. Here. All right. Florida man leads police on low-speed chase in stolen backhoe. B-A-C-K-H-O-E. All one word. Stolen backhoe. Florida man leads police on low-speed chase in stolen backhoe. Florida couple steals mobility scooter to drive to their date at a bar. Okay. That's it. All right. I'll read that again. Florida... Florida with, a, with a straight face. Right. <clears throat> Florida couple steals mobility scooter to drive to their date at a bar. Or... 
Florida man robs bank, forgets to put on mask until halfway through robbery. So we've got, that's a, Florida man robs bank, forgets to put on mask until halfway through robbery. Florida man leads police on low-speed chase in stolen backhoe. I don't know what a backhoe is. Uh, Florida couple steals mobility scooter to drive to their date at a bar. Okay. Maybe they met on, like, It's Our Time or SilverFoxes.com or something. Lowered expectations. (laughs) All right. Um, So we got a a guy in uh, construction equipment. Mm-hmm. In a low-speed chase, because a backhoe is, is is a big piece of construction, big okay. giant piece of Tonka construction. <laughs> then you have a couple who steals a mobility scooter to drive to their date at a bar, and a guy who tries to rob a bank, but halfway through realizes he doesn't have his mask on. Time out. Just pretend like you didn't see me before. Sure. Right. Okay, that sounds so stupid. I think it's legit. So I got to pick between the low-speed chase or the low-speed chase. That is too low speeches. And I, I am going to say that the the bullshit story, the one that is wrong, is the couple in the low speed chase. Believe it or not, it is the uh, Rob's bank and then forgets. Son of a bitch. I would have probably picked the mobility scooter because that is ridiculous. That sounds like someone is running out of ideas and they want to be funny. So they're like, all right, it's Florida. How about I just write mobility scooter? So. All right. Well, I'm going to see if I can add a day to yours. All right. A Florida woman ties up her husband in their basement for five weeks to get him to stop drinking. Extreme, but effective. Florida woman ties up her husband in the basement for five weeks to get him to stop drinking. Okay. All right, so your second tough, choice. Tough if that one wasn't good enough, Florida woman tried to pass off meth as makeup when stopped by courthouse security metal detector. Mm, I could see it. Florida cool. woman tried to pass off meth as makeup when stopped by security uh-huh. at a courthouse metal, metal detector. This is my white powder. Like the cheeks will be red, and the eyes will be red, the teeth uh-huh. will be falling out. And your third choice, Paul, Florida man says he punched ATM for giving him too much cash. Hmm. That's a Florida weird reaction. Florida man says he punched an ATM punched. for giving him too much cash. Okay. So your choice, Florida woman ties up husband in five weeks, Florida woman tries to pass off meth as makeup, or Florida man says he punched an ATM. That is that such bad a bad ATM. Yeah. Gave him more money than he asked for. I mean, the only... Damn it. Right. It's an odd reaction. That So that that's what makes me question that. Because if... First of all, we know you're not mad because you're getting more money for, for free. So that's a, that would be an odd reaction. And for him to assume immediately, I'm going to be liable, you stupid piece... That's odd. Um, but if he was on a substance... It's a little less odd. So that is plausible. Uh, the makeup one would be a, certainly a clever and yet stupid attempt. Um, but I could certainly see it based on what it is. And if it's, in a, if it's in a container, I could see someone trying it. We should play this game where we do, okay, plausibility of this one is 62%. Plausibility of this one is 75%. Like the poker plausibility stars. of this one 90%. And the first one... Um, what, 
Could you remind me? I'm sorry. The first one was... Uh, Florida woman ties up husband for five weeks. Five weeks. To Boy, get him to stop drinking. That's pretty extreme. Uh, she'd have to... Uh, that's a long time to that's tie That's even someone. more than 28 days. You'd have to feed them somehow. Uh, I, w- I feel like that might be more uh, abuse at, at this point. So this is a tough one because I don't think... I think they're all... Bull- they all sound like bullshit to How me. How can any one of these be true? <laughs> I don't know. So I have a 33% chance. There's the, there's my odds. A little, little, little more maybe, but um, boy... Okay, the fake one is, um, Jesus. No, that's in Bible or bullshit. That's, that's Bible coming or up. bullshit. That's another, yeah, that's another issue I have. I'm going to say ties her husband for five weeks. That's That just sounds like so extreme. Really? Wow. I'm not, I'm not happy for you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Oh. I, I was a little bit uh, expecting to hear the toilet. I'm not Fuck gonna... you, Paul. I'm, I'm serious. You're down to six days. You're going to get out of jail. Six. And Two. you're going to have to fill out the visitor's form to come check me right. out. Well, I'll slip you a, a file and a cupcake or something. Little tweezers. Maybe a threaded needle or whatever MacGyver would use. That's nobody I can talk to on, like, the, on the podcast. So maybe it'll be a, a shiny, rusty key like in the old movies where it's just clink. All right. I want you to put your hands together and welcome him to the stage. Big round of applause for Jackson Heights' own LSD podcast. Yes. It's time for the LSD podcast's brand new feature, Bible or Bullshit. Our hosts will be given quotes, possibly from the Bible or possibly bullshit. They have to decide. This one's not going to be easy. Praise the Lord and pass the ammunition. You're a 50-50-50 right now. About 50-50. Episode 10, you're still, you're 5 and 4, 4 and 5, something along those lines. So, uh, yes, as uh, our wonderful uh, uh, announcer and me said there, I'm going to read two verses. One of these is from the Bible and one of them is bullshit. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Ready to accept the Lord. Uh, let's see which one I want to do. There's a lot of bullshit to choose from, I know. Oh. We already know there's a lot of Bible to choose from. Yeah, I already read that one. Okay. Here we go. I'm going to do my, my sister, sister, whatever voice. Mm-hmm. Thank you, sister. Whatever. The two children were then bashed against the stones for each of the sins caused by their forebears. Though the elders were pleased by this, certain from the crowd were doubting if they were worthy of the Lord and this sacrifice. Oh, my God. The two children were bashed against the stones for each of the sins caused by their forebears. Though the elders were pleased by this, certain from the crowd were doubting as if it were worthy of the Lord and his sacrifice. Well, that's uh, pretty a- violent. Uh, Amen. Amen, indeed. Amen. So violence against children with elders cheering it on, that sounds like we're off to a great start Yes. in our old Bible. Absolutely. All right, that's passage one. I can't, I can't imagine what kind of warm fuzzies I'm going to get from passage two here. Here's another one. 
If two men are fighting and the wife of one of them comes to rescue her husband from his assailant and she reaches out and seizes him by his private parts, you shall cut off her hand and show her no pity. Ouch. I'm going to say that one more time. If two men are fighting and the wife of one of them comes to rescue her husband from his assailant and she reaches out and seizes him by his private parts, you shall cut off her hand. Show her no pity. Do not touch your husband's private so in public. Saith, so saith the Lord. So saith the Lord. The Lord would prefer no, no one touches anyone's privates ever, except maybe the one time you want to make a baby. That's what I got. But after you make the baby, you bash him against rocks. Bash him. So, okay, here we go. So, bashing children with rocks while the elders look on with not only approval, but perhaps glee. That's my first choice. Or, <laughs> if that's not good enough, uh, then we have... A, a fight between two naked men, new, obviously. New, two naked men are fighting, and the wives, if they you know, make an honest attempt just to, hey guys, break it up. If, if in that scuffle, they accidentally grab their privates, then they get their hand chopped off because, you know, no touchy-touchy, especially not... In public, that is like you know that's Sharia law at that point. Just cut him. Cut I, do off. Have, I do have a soundbite of what happens when the woman grabs him by his dick. Oh, well, <laughs> you. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if that's him or her. It's probably a little. <laughs> so those are your choices, Paul. It's Bible or bullshit. Okay. You're, I think you're the, you're the contestant. And this makes me. I don't know how I feel about this. If if I'm right, um, I think the bullshit one is grabbing the private parts and and breaking up the fight. So that means in the Bible, the, you, there's bashing the children over the head. No. Two children. You were wrong. That was just the choir singing. Because oh. I, I can't hold them back. Oh. So wait. So which is... Which one do you think is real, Paul? I think which is real is the bashing the kid, children over the head. Nope. You are totally, completely wrong. Let me find the... Really? Let me find the turlet. <laughs> So, so okay. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm. I guess I should be. Deuter- Deuteronomy chapter twenty-five, uh-huh. verses eleven and twelve. If two men are fighting, and the wife of one of them comes to rescue her husband from his assailant, uh-huh. and she reaches out and seizes him by his private parts, you shall cut off her hand. And all she's trying to do is break up a fight. I know. When when men are are limbs are flailing, other all I, things. Are all, flailing. all I know is is if it's in the Bible. Next time I see two women getting a fight, I know exactly where I'm going to grab them uh-huh. and break them apart. Watch your wrist, honey. Be careful. That's okay. I guess it's better than um, sh- you know, smashing kids over the head. I will tell others. you though, there there are four, four verses in the Bible that actually say. You're bashing your infant child on the rocks until they are dead. I do believe it. Yeah. Because of what I've heard thus far. So uh, I'm going to be having a tough time from here on, I think, distinguishing truth from fiction. Thanks, Bible. Yep. We have a ball with stuff like that. (laughs) That's going to take care of segment one. We'll be back after uh, these uh, commercial messages where we will talk Dead Man's Dinner Party. You're listening to uh, episode 101 of the LSD podcast.
Hey everybody, this is Rob Smith with the LSD Podcast. Tell you about our latest sponsor, CMX Cinemas, the Cinebistro as it's known. We'd like to definitely recommend you go out and give them a try. CMX Cinebistro Hyde Park is a one-of-a-kind elevated movie-going experience with amenities such as all-reserved recliner seating, full-service in-theater dining, extensive beer, wine, and cocktail selections, and a chef-crafted menu. All auditoriums feature 4K digital projection and a 7.1 surround sound. Guests may choose to dine in the restaurant and bar, even if not seeing a movie, and are never required to order food or drinks when seeing a movie. We also offer traditional movie concessions such as hot, fresh popcorn, candies, and snacks. The multifunctional theater is also available to rent for movie screenings, birthday parties, corporate events, meetings, and all kinds of celebrations. I can tell you from personal experience, my wife and I are both spoiled. We don't like to go see the movies anymore. We prefer the Cinebistro. So check them out, go online, and get your tickets today. We're giving away free tickets to this December's holiday season at the CMX Cinebistro. So if you vote on our Facebook page, you could be a winner. This is Christopher Walken. I want to tell you, you're listening currently to the lightest side of Doc podcast. We now bring you the Dead Man's Dinner Party, brought to you by My Cuppy Cakes, where life is sweet. In this game, our hosts invite three famous dead people to a dinner party, and we just see where it goes. There we go. All right, we are back. Uh, episode 101 of the uh, Lighter Side Dark podcast with Solio and Smith. I am Smith. I'm Solio. And uh, we're now going to do our Season 8 version of Dead Man's Dinner Party. We started this back in, uh, in Season 1. And the concept, as uh, Dave Anthony just so eloquently stated, is we invite three dead people. And we, and we try to keep it diverse. We've agreed. We try to keep it kind of diverse. So uh, who, uh, who do you have as your first person? Ding dong! I'm going to start at, at the dinner party. someone fairly recent, although uh, she certainly lasted a long time down in this area. Betty White. Betty White. Yeah. Great choice. I'd like to talk to Betty. Betty was so groundbreaking in the industry. And, you know, it's it's tough. Hollywood is tough in general. We, we all know that. It's even tougher probably to be a female in Hollywood. I think it's even tougher when you go back further and you, you realize how much stuff just kind of gets hidden or swept under the rug. And just you got to be really just so mentally tough to put up with and have a career. And, and start as early as she did, and you know she's she was such an innovator and a trailblazer for others. You know, to me, I if I had to pick between her and Lucille Ball, I'm picking Betty White as terms of like uh, really someone who opened up doors. Well, I, I I'll say that uh, Lucille Ball had a I don't know mediocre career in movies. Because she was a blonde, she wasn't a natural redhead. It's interesting yeah. that, that, that 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 the red a lot of people don't realize is but not. But Betty Betty White had a had a decent film career, about the same number of films I think as Lucille Ball. But then she was on game shows. Then she was on Mary Tyler Moore. Then she was yeah. on Golden Girls. I just loved her in in her movies towards the end of her career. Yeah, the proposal where she played the grandmother to uh, Ryan Reynolds. And cussing. It was hilarious watching the cuss words fly out of this woman's mouth. Just genuinely funny, great actress, could dance, you know, in her younger years, could really do a little bit of everything. Um, and like you said, has done so much. The game shows showed off her personality. She was one of those celebrities that uh, was just likable and personable, and it came through. 
she certainly, you know, was a working actress till the very end. And, you know, I still, if I see Golden Girls come on Hallmark at night, I'll, I'll watch it because it's sort of a comfort show. And that it, uh, just reminds me of, of a time when the U.S. felt like it was a good place, at least, even if it was uh, whether we knew it or not. But it, it's, it's just she has a lot of stories to tell. So I think I'd like to start it off with, with Betty. And, uh, yeah, let's see, see what happens. Excellent. Well, my uh, my first guy that I am inviting to my dinner party will be over in the corner, in his own words, playing that there piano. You shake my nerves and you rattle my brain. Too much of love drives a man insane. You broke my will, but what a thrill. Goodness gracious. Great Jerry. balls of fire. Yes. I would, uh, Jerry Lee Lewis. This is so... What's the first question? Have you, if you've thought about it, what's what's a question you would want to ask him if you really could? Um, if he hadn't done the controversy of marrying his thirteen-year-old cousin, mm-hmm. did 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 he think he was going to be as big as Elvis? Yeah, that would be a legit question. Because he he did kind of own the radio when Elvis was overseas in Germany. Right. He had, there was an opportunity there. Because not that not that there can only be one, but sometimes there's only room to get. In because Elvis had done by that time, I think, two movies, mm-hmm. and then they you know ship him off. Because in the movie Elvis, it kind of explains why. Because they were getting ready to come down on the Colonel and put Elvis and the Colonel in jail, and all these states were going to block him from performing. And the only way they could make him wholesome enough for America again was to make him get drafted and have to serve his country. That's nuts. So they rigged it to where Elvis got drafted. That's crazy. I was going to say, imagine a celebrity or anybody with any kind of popularity going to fight in a war. It's yeah. unthinkable, especially when you realize what, what wars are about normally anyway now. And well, if you ask former you know, President Donald Trump, you know, they're, a bunch of, they're a bunch of losers. That's all they are, they're a bunch of losers. Apparently. And they all losers still and love suckers. Them. I yeah. don't get that. And they all still love it. They just yeah. have a... So yeah, I would say uh, Jerry Lee would come in and I would say, uh, over there's your piano. Have a seat, and uh, you be our uh, entertainment for tonight. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing. He could kind of be the, the music. You don't yeah. really need to. You know, you could take a night off. You don't have to get wouldn't, a playlist. Wouldn't be, wouldn't be the type of guy that uh, people would be able to ignore. Right. He would be putting on yeah. a show. Well, and it'd be interesting because, again, in this environment where there's no rules and no, or you can't just get out of asking or answering questions, you could, you could talk to him a little bit more about that controversy and just kind of see like what were you thinking like what what uh, did you like not think it was even then all right who's number who's uh you know the doorbell just rang and ding dong who's who's the door for you speaking of old ladies uh been waiting for one of these people to die for many many years finally we have an opportunity queen elizabeth all right we have royalty coming over absolutely um and it's been a long time since anyone of, of like really royal status has passed away of any, you know. I think I had her in the death pool. Yeah. I think you, I had her in the dead pool. You got to have her yeah. at the top. She's, she's, she'd been there for seven straight years for me. She's got to be a top, a top odds one now. Now, you know, can't do it anymore. But, um, and, you know, she, just, di- she died in her sleep. That's what Meghan Markle said when she took the pillow off of her. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, yeah, and as much uh, hate as I, I, I'm sure no. Certainly no Meghan Markle fan, but I, I, I could understand. Yeah. Uh, I could 
maybe just put those two in a cage and let them battle it out. UFC 318. Yeah. It's a royal massacre. I mean, if they're going to do slap fights, let's have the ladies involved, right? The Markle Massacre. <laughs> it would be great. It would be, and that's a quality. If you're going to have guys slap each other, you have to have women. Women would, would be ready. They'd be like, oh, let me at that bitch. Queen Elizabeth versus Princess Markle uh-huh. this Sunday on Fox. And if it's sanctioned, then, you know, hey, it's just my job. Sorry. Boom. Yeah. I can hear Michael Buffer now. And the heavyweight champion of the world, Queen Elizabeth. Yeah. I can hear that. Like I just I have so many questions about, again, if this is a situation where we get to really talk to them and ask them about their lives. Yeah, like what's, the, what's the toughest decision you ever had to make? Really, yeah. I really right. want to know what's... Uh, what. I want some insight into what it's like to have such a to live in such a bubble of, of wealth and luxury and privilege where you are served and catered to on every whim. I don't know how someone like that could could possibly have a regular conversation, but I would like to find out. Yeah, I have more of a morbid curiosity with dead man's dinner party. In this case, dead woman's dinner party. Yes. so far, so far for you. Yeah, yeah. Um, my second one. Uh, is going to be a uh, a very very unique choice, especially in direct comparison. Be she would be sitting in a room with with Jerry Lee Lewis. Sure, I'm going to go with um, RBG, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Oh yeah, sure. Former uh, Supreme Court Justice, okay. uh, absolute champion for women's rights, and again someone with a lot of and she won't take up a lot of space on the couch. That's true. That's true. And a lot of, uh, she's seen and been through a lot of the political history of this country, so you'd have a, you'd be able to really get in there and and ask some questions. She would show up and i go, take that robe off. Let's see what you got going on underneath there. Yeah. Jerry Lee is here. He's got a whole lot of shaking going on. I can picture her dancing on top of the piano. Yeah, absolutely. Unzipping that, uh, you know, that gown and throwing it <laughs> off. Yeah. And Jerry Lee's playing a whole lot of shaking going on. A whole lot of shaking going on. So, yeah, I so far I would have Jerry Lee Lewis and Ruth Bader Ginsburg. That would be uh, two of, um, I got one more left. Yeah. And you have one more left as well. I have one more left. I'm trying to decide. And I think, I think, I, it's, it's a bit of an odd choice, but I kind of want somebody younger to round things out. Um, and I'm going to pick Brittany Murphy. Ah, yes. I know exactly who you're talking mm-hmm. about. She um, died She died way young. She died really young. Was really, uh, just really, it's kind of like had a tragic story in a very questionable circumstances. Yeah, for those who don't know who Paul's talking about, she was the uh, love interest of Eminem and 8 Mile. Yes. She, she was, was also in Clueless as, um, T- what's, what was her name? T. T- Tico, Tito, something. I forget like that. her name, yeah. but she was like a, a friend. Yeah, in the was, movie. She was, she was the new girl, and they gave her a makeover. Ty, Ty. Yes. Thank you. We knew it. We yeah. had a T in there. And she was she was trying to get with Elton, who was rolling with uh-huh. the homies, rolling with the homies. Yeah. yeah, and she was kind of she was really on a sort of an upward trajectory when all of a sudden she got sick in her house, and it was she was never a, really been explained properly. Yeah, and she it's, was a, a, a blonde uh, who died a suspicious death in Hollywood. How what, weird. A, what a shocker. Yeah. She was also in the movie uh, Just Married with uh, Ashton Kutcher. Yes. Yes. Yes, not too long. Probably, again, within a couple of years, and it was a short illness. So it's one of those... Hollywood stories that was it anorexia related? She had a, you know I think either they, she was bulimic or anorexic. I think they tried to say it something like that, but 
but there were a lot of questions around there there were thoughts she might have been poisoned or maybe there was something in the house that was toxic that they didn't realize it seems like was she was trying to say meth was makeup maybe maybe because uh i tell you that was a clever little trick from the florida woman it's legit in florida so um yeah so that'll round out someone closer to my age to uh to talk to and and maybe uh, get a little insight on what yeah if you're gonna hit on somebody at the party i think she's gonna be the winner oh yeah yeah so even though even though uh, betty white in her heyday i'd have worn her out absolutely gorgeous but i i guess well see that's the thing we don't really know what form they're gonna take maybe it's up to them when they come to this dead dinner party a lot of people don't realize this betty white when she came to Hollywood, mm. had an 18-inch waist. Betty White was beautiful. Absolutely. 18-inch. So you could put an 18-inch gold chain I know. around her waist. She's just been acting for so long. A lot of people remember her most for, e- even before Golden Girls, you'd see her on, like, Password, and like you said, game shows. Yeah. So they well, That's where she met her husband, Alan Ludden. Alan Ludden, was right. He was the host of uh, Password. Password. Yeah. So, and, and they were... You know, they were married a long time. Yeah, she she had some controversy on uh, on her actual Betty White talk show. Yeah, and she had a black dancer. Right, and the network said that several affiliates in the South said that you know unless she gets that N word off her show, they're gonna yeah. air something else. And she stood around and said, "Fine, that's cool." And then that's you then, yeah. then you don't need my show. And I guess that's what I meant when I was talking, comparing her to Lucy a little bit, even though Lucy was first. God, man, she had balls and yeah. she had conviction. And she just seemed kind of like how, almost like how I have golly. a I have a conviction. You have a conviction. <laughs> we're trying. We're working on that. We're working on that. Um, you know, kind of like how Dolly. Dolly's got. She's it must got, have been the way I was dressed. Yeah, maybe. That's what I think. <laughs> I deserve it. But uh, yeah, so I think she's uh, she's a badass. Yeah. So I, I, I uh, and she was. She was a. She was a. a right, look I, until, I decided for my third one that I was going to do a theme to this party, and I think. I think this week I beat you. I think I think my dinner party is going to be even more fun than yours because okay. in this corner we have Jerry Lee Lewis. Mm-hmm. He's entertaining Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Mm-hmm. When all of a sudden, from the other side of the room, I'm bringing Little Richard to the party. And we are having dueling pianos, pianos with Ruth Bader Ginsburg getting shit faced right in the middle. Yeah, doing the doing the Bader Ginsburg shuffle or something. I got Little Richard, the black Jerry Lee Lewis, and I got Jerry Lee Lewis, the, the white, white Little Richard, <laughs> right here, going head to. Could you yeah. imagine what kind of show that would? That would be, be amazing, actually. I mean, they had Elton John and Billy Joel dueling pianos for a while. Mm-hmm. That was that was cool, and they were both good, but I could only imagine. Those two, right? Because at their peak, they were so wildly, so much energy in their in their performances, and it just that level of dueling would be nuts. when when Little Richard would kick the the bench back and knock it out of his way. They're like, "Oh, that that N word's crazy. We can't have him on TV anymore." Jerry Lee Lewis lights a piano on fire. Oh, what an incredible performer! Yeah, it just shows you like a confirmation the, the bias. Absolute blatant racism. Yeah, pe- on. people have a, a vision in their head of what people are like, and then they. It, something can be perceived good or bad depending on what color does it. It's it's. And when when you think about the song Tutti Frutti, uh-huh. this is the only one the only one that you want you want to play. Right. Yeah, a lot of people don't even know Pat Boone has a Pat recording. Pat Boone had it and went number one with it. Sure. Basically stole it. Right. What? And it was at the time when he was still popular, and so you could it made sense it it went number one only because it was him. 
but it's such a horrible version. It's such a watered down, slowed down, no soul. It just sucked all the fun and soul out of it. If you ever heard it, it so me off. I know. Damn you, Pat. But I, I think I would. Uh, uh, That'd be great if there were a heaven. Which personally, I don't believe that there's a heaven in the clouds with a big invisible yeah. man. If there was, I would love to just go to the bar and watch Jerry Lee and uh, and Little Richard go at it. Yeah. I just think that makes my party freaking awesome. Everybody's got a choice. Hey, we can go see two really old ladies and a skinny white girl. Or let's go to Rob's house. She's a two people at PS. I think I went. I think I went. I think I beat you this week. Okay. All right. You're, you're in the single digits on uh, Florida Man. I'm still stuck in jail, so I'm going to do everything I can to beat you. I'll bring some chips. All right. That sounds good. All right. That's going to take care of segment two. When we come back, we got remake or not to remake. I think uh, I'm looking forward to mine this week. We'll be right back. This is Solio from the Lighter Side of Dark, and I want to talk about my favorite bakery in the whole world, Cuppy Cakes. If you live in the greater Tampa Bay area and you have a special event coming up, a wedding, birthday, getting off probation, I want you to give them a call, go to their website, check out their work. It is impeccable. They've been around since 2011, and they make the most incredible custom cakes you'll ever see www.ourcuppycakes.com where you can find them on Pinterest, Instagram, or Facebook. Check them out today. I promise you won't be disappointed. Cuppy Cakes, where life is sweet. In this episode, our vast musical knowledge will determine whether a song should have been remade or should have been left alone. We call it remake or not to remake. That is the question. We depend on you, our listeners, to vote on our Facebook page and tell us whether or not it should have been remade. All right. Last week, um, in our 100th episode, I picked American Pie, the original by Don McLean or Madonna. And I think I predicted that this would be 90, 98-ish or more. And uh, Madonna's didn't get a vote. I didn't think it would. It didn't get even a single vote it didn't deserve one it was so bad what were what was uh, your remake last week oh god was I, it get by with a little help from my friends or was that a different that one? was two i think that was two weeks ago um shoot let me see if i have it in my i can find it okay or maybe i can't You'd think I'd know week to week what the hell I do. And yet? No, I can't find What was yours last week? What the hell was it? Because I remember that... If we were live, I can say, you know, listeners, call in and remind yeah. Paul uh, that he has Alzheimer's. Yeah, I'm, I'm I have to remind him. I have to remind him every day. God, I really... It's, it's really rough. If you think about it, Alzheimer's might not be that bad of a disease. Every day you meet new and interesting people. It's true. It's like... 
if you're a curious person by nature, it's like all you're doing is absorbing information constantly. I, I got a, a, a very, very heartfelt, nice story to tell real quick. This is absolutely true. I, uh, I saw a video, and this guy was, uh, this lady was in a wheelchair, and this guy uh, was proposing to her. Okay. This guy's wife has really serious Alzheimer's, and he lives with her in a nursing home. Mm-hmm. And he proposes to her at least once a week because she forgets who he is. And then he proposes to her, and that rekindles. Does it really? She recognizes. Yeah, that rekindles, and that. And then for a few days, everything's good. And then he has. But he goes, "I'll propose to her every week or every day if I have to." What an absolutely beautiful story that was. (laughs) Yeah. That I mean, you you think about it. It's like fifty first dates. It's kind of creative. Yeah. I think that's a great thing. This uh, this this past week, I got a, another quick story to tell you. We had uh, we were, for lack of a better term, we were overbooked this past weekend. Um, one of the reasons we were overbooked is because I did have somebody quit with uh, given the old two weeks notice, which in our business, that's not helpful. Um, so I needed help from somebody to cover a wedding. Now, um, I reached out to one of my former uh, staff members who doesn't like to do weddings. Matter of fact, he said he really just doesn't want to do it anymore. I said, well, I really need your help. I desperately need your help. So a couple weeks ago, I said, listen, I said, this is a very, he goes, I don't even have a suit. You don't need a suit for this one. This one was outdoors in a field behind a house. The only thing they were doing was the first dance, father-daughter dance. Nobody to introduce on the wedding party and play one song for the ceremony. How low maintenance is that? Yeah. Well, this person is a born-again Christian. And he doesn't hesitate to jam that down your throat every chance he gets. So the born-again Christian, I reach out to him on Thursday and said, Hey, I heard from your client. Would you please give him a call? He goes, Well, I'm working with you Saturday night. I said, No, I got you doing that wedding. He started screaming at me, cursing at me, F word up one side and down the other. I'm like, Dude, no reason to curse. He screamed, Oh, yeah, yeah, it's the only, only way you listen to people. And then he hung up on me. This is the Christian now. First of all, number one. I needed help. As a friend, I would have expected more. Secondly, the bride and groom needed help. They were the people who were going to end up suffering in the end if no DJ showed up. So I reached out to uh, one of our friends, Brent, who's an atheist. You know what he said? How can I help? And he went out and did the wedding. And he got a $50 tip. Good Christian willing to help his fellow man, or atheists who get the bad rap for just being all selfish about themselves. Yeah. Right, which I don't get. I don't understand how that association ever started because I see it usually the other way around. I see more people who claim to be Christian or Catholic. Anyone who uses it as like a, a cross to bear or as a justification or as a, a soapbox, those people are usually the least likely to help out a neighbor. Christopher Hitchens said it best. Yeah. He absolutely, he absolutely. He usually did. Yeah, yeah. He, he said it best. You know, uh, these people are the biggest hypocrites on the planet. Yeah. They, uh, they. He goes. You know, I understand Christianity. I've studied it, and they are not. They're just basically calling themselves Christians, and they're not actually showing a Christian way of life. So I wanted to r- remind uh, people out there: if you've got friends that are atheists, um, who are the ones that come and help you move? Yeah, religion has no bearing on whether someone is a good person or a bad person, but I've noticed a pattern. Uh, if someone is really devoutly uh, Christian, uh, I, I, I sometimes am a little uh, 
approach them with a little more caution. Let me ask you this: If you were on a bus, yeah, there was a crazy, there was a person sitting next to you spouting off about Jesus really loud. Yeah, would you get closer to that person or move? Further no, I move away? further. Thank you. Everybody I've talked to gives me yeah. that answer. Well, isn't it funny? You know, like Jehovah's Witnesses have always sort of had that. Uh, it even even since the seventies and before, it's been a known thing that oh, they're annoying. They're always spouting about Jesus, and like, they're not the only ones that do it though. So why are they the ones that get? The blame. At least they got the balls to come out and knock on your door. That's true. Yeah. yeah. I know. When others just kind of judge or... Yeah. You know what? If if I hear this and I open the door and there's a little kid standing there selling anything, mm. I'll buy it. Yeah, I usually would. Because I admire that kid for having the balls to walk up and knock on a it's door. It's hard. Because fundraising nowadays is real easy. They send the kids home with the fundraising crap. The kids give it to their parents. The parents go to work. The post parents it, do post all, it on Facebook. The parents do all the work. They give it back to the kid. Kid goes and gets like mm-hmm. a light-up hat with an LED thing in it. Right. It's That's a- fundraising. Kids used to have... I, it, I was selling candy in school. I had to go around and knock on every door in my neighborhood. And I think that was supposed to be part of the thing, is that it was sort of a lesson or, yeah. or part of a like life experience. It's it's difficult. Working towards a goal. And and this developing social skills. And, and it's hard to do. It, it really is. Even as an adult, that can be hard to knock on someone's a stranger's door. But if you go with an adult and, and, and treat it that way, like an exercise in growing up, that's how I envision it. I know that's not what happens. But. Like I said, if kids, got, if kids got nerve enough to knock on my door, yeah. I'm listening. Yeah, absolutely. Hello, you know, hello, sir. I'm trying to sell candy for uh, keeping kids off of drugs, and the candy bars are, are $4 each, and I have three different ones. That's good. Give me one of each. There you go. Here's 20 Keep the change. Yeah. You know, I'll right. do it. I'm an easy sale when you get right down to it. Right. Yeah, it's the approach. Also, uh, car washes. Yeah. When are people going to realize that sex sells? Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying we should have you know little girls out there. I'm saying if you got a high school girl out there, you put her in a bikini with a sciences car wash. We, you're making money. We used to do that. Our 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 we band. Did. We, we would. They would wear shorts. Yeah. But they'd usually have a you bikini top pretty, on. You put the pretty you, girls out there. Yeah. That draws people in. There's always yeah. pretty pretty young girls in any in any class of high school or any club. Absolutely. And that's what it was. It wasn't sexualized, yeah. but it was a bikini top. It's an attention so that, getter. And it, well, it was, yeah. It's an attention getter. And it and wasn't explicit. It wasn't like like skimpy bottoms either. Exactly. But um, it couldn't have hurt. Yeah. Now, now you got they they send some they send uh, you know Mel, uh, Melvin the fat kid out there. You know, and <laughs> my grandma, like, no, I don't need my car washed. Oh, that Melvin. Bad. Yeah. Good for him. He's he's washing cars. All right. Time to get back to remake or not to remake. <laughs> this is the song I have chosen to remake. This is the original. As the group King Harvest King Harvest a one hit wonder I think 76 75 76 is my guess so King Harvest Dancing in the Moonlight is the original great song very good middle of the road song mm-hmm. um, I, I guess I could say this this song is almost Caucasian dance approved <laughs> Um, but it's, it's middle of the road great, great song to play during dinner or if you're just doing a gig where you want to keep the music upbeat and family oriented and uh, I like the original, but I'm a I'm a big fan of the uh, the remake. Came from a Mandy Moore movie hmm. called A Walk to Remember. Okay. This is 311 doing 
their version. Really? Yes. Response, a good boot beat to follow, and, and not as much of a drawn out intro. Not that it's, it's, it's very recognizable in that intro, but it's a little long. And they kept the spirit of that instrument right here. Is this, three, this is 311? Interesting. So again, that's the remake. A Walk to Remember is the name of the movie. It's on the soundtracks by 311 and called yeah. Dance I like the, that. Dance I like that version. Movie. It's very faithful, but it's like a condensed but improved to me when I hear it. They, it's a little bit like Dion and Secret. Right. It's, it, they take what's good about it. They, they sh- maybe shave off the, the, the bad stuff of the original and and hone the, the quality of the sound a little bit and... To me, those are the best remakes. A beat. you got to have a beat. Yes, and the tempo has to be right. Whether you speed it up or slow it down or keep it the same, it has to has to be right. I think the, the remake is a little bit almost tropical sounding. Well, that would track with 311. That's yeah. why I was like, I was listening to hear them, but I'm like, I could see this being a song they might like because of how the original has a little bit of that feel. So... Um, but that's interesting that that, that about three out of three out of a hundred people know the original group King Harvest. They know the song. I probably, probably just know it because I'm a DJ. But they, you know, I, I had one lady convinced when I said, "That's the Dewey Brothers." She goes, <laughs> "She goes, oh yeah, yeah. You know what? I can hear that. I can hear that." And, and when you play this. It sounds believable. Yeah. Except Mike. Except Michael McDonald would have to be in the background going. There's a comic. Uh, then, he, then, then he would repeat it. Yeah, there's a comic out there who would do an impression of him. He puts his puts a bunch of marshmallows in his mouth and he starts singing. And it's like, <laughs> yep, that's it. That's that episode great. of Family Guy where he goes, uh, "Yeah, we hired Michael McDonald to come with us on the trip and just repeat what we say." We hired Michael McDonald to repeat what we say. Yeah, that's great. That's it. All right, so it's time for your uh, remake or not to remake. All right, well. Here's the original from me, Eddie Floyd. If you're a fan of Tony, 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 then you might recognize that little riff too from If I Had No Loot. Really nice tempo, nice groove. Head bobber. More of a head bobbing song. Is the, is the original versus the remake, which is more of a, I guess it may be like disco. shuffle. Disco shuffle. That's a disco fun. song. And uh, it has a real weird intro like it's a thunderstorm, so that's kind of strange, but it definitely changes the whole vibe. And... Amy Stewart. Mr. and Mrs. Stewart's kid. That's true. Doesn't she spell it A-M-I? A-M-I. Ah. Double I. Double I. Like a Vichy. Uh-huh. Amy. <laughs> Boy, she's going to say. I don't want to 
Foster. So that's uh, Amy Stewart's version, the disco-friendly. To me, there's there's no no contest there. The Amy Stewart's is if somebody came up and asked me to play Knock on Wood, that's what I'd play. Yeah, the, the other one just sounds. Now after you hear that, the first one just sounds dreary. The first one's way like you way have, you have you have it on thirty three speed instead of forty five speed yeah. on the turntable. Well, if, certainly if you play it back to back, I think that the first one it's, again it just depends on the room and the, and the, the vibe. If it's a sleepier vibe, you can play the old one. If it's uh, uh, you know, if there's more energy in the room. Amy Stewart makes lot, way more sense. There's that bass riff. And I just based that whole song off of it. This group got their start on Living Color. Yeah, did they? They are big in the '90s. I love this song. It's a great song. Upbeat. It's a good, good middle of the road. Yeah, I love Tony, Tony, Tony. If I had no loot, a lot of a lot of great R&B, rap, uh, soul artists got their debut where people would see them on Living Color. Yeah. Key and Ira Williams would come out and go, well, look, thank everybody for checking in with us for the last 30 was minutes. It? Yeah. But now, take it away, Tony, Tony, Tony. Was it Jennifer Lopez, the fly girl? She was a fly girl, yeah. I mean, that, that show was amazing as a sketch comedy show, period. But if you think of all the other people that were involved that weren't even the main focus. Well, I mean, who, who, came, who came from that show that went on to have amazing... Careers. Jim Carrey, <laughs> J- Jamie Foxx, Jamie Foxx, yeah, uh, Davidson. Uh, the Wayans brothers had you know a lot of success. Um, yeah, yeah, Tommy Davidson, yeah. Uh, uh, David Mar- Allen Graham, Marlon, Damon, and <laughs> everybody Bell had it. Pretty much, Mo- yeah. most people had a, a good amount of success, especially the early cast. You mm-hmm. know, those were the the, the uh, that was the core anyway. But and even Keenan Ivory Wayans. Oh, he was great. Yeah, I like I like it. He was the don't. I think the brains behind it all. I see, don't. Uh, don't sip your forty when you're. Uh, what was the movie they did? Oh, they did. Um, I'm gonna get you, sucker. Yeah, that was the first one that Keenan and Ivory Wayans was in. I think that was even before. Was it the don't sip your forty while drinking your hood, your juice, in the hood. juice in the hood. Was that? Something was that him? Yeah, that was okay. all. That was all. Okay. That was all the Wayans. The Wayans, Wayans okay. Entertainment. Yeah, that might have been the younger ones. Um, because they yeah they just kept you know the scary movie that was I think uh was that Marlon yeah so. so. They just kind of kept going. So those are your choices, gang. A Walk to Remember doing uh, Dancing in the Moonlight 311 or the original King Harvest. Or uh, Eddie Floyd versus Amy Stewart. Knock on wood. So those are going to be their choices for this week. Uh, Episode 101 uh, coming at you. We're going to be back with our Mount Rushmore segment right after this. We hope everybody is going to be excited because it is 1970s. Cop shows. We'll be back. Hey, everybody, Rob Smith here with the LST Podcast. 
Do you enjoy trivia? Do you have a favorite bar or restaurant that you like to play? If you're looking for something new and fun, consider Team Text Trivia. It's better than paper and pencil trivia, and we don't ask a bunch of questions that hurt your head or people yell out the answer, which is who cares? It's all about TV, movies, music, sports, general, and what's in the news today. You play directly from your phone, so there's no paper to worry about, and speed is the key. The faster you get your answers in, the more points you get. Fantastic for bars and restaurants. If you have a bar or restaurant you'd like to consider them to try Team Text Trivia, have them call 727-531-8880. And we'll get a booking, and you'll be able to come out and enjoy Team Text Trivia with us. Or visit them on the web at teamtexttrivia.com. Hey everyone, it's Soleo from the lighter side of dark. Let's be honest, 2020 has not been a lot of fun so far and we could all probably use some laughs. When I need some laughs, my favorite place in the world to be is at Side Splitters Comedy Club in Tampa, Florida. Live stand-up comedy every Wednesday through Sunday night. Nationally touring acts. There's even acts you've probably never heard of that are hilarious. If you've never seen a live stand-up show, I want you to go. They are so much different in person, and they are so much better. You feel the energy. You really feel like you're part of something special. Sidesplitterscomedy.com. You can get your tickets online. You can pick out your seats online. So you can sit wherever you want. If you want to be in the back because you're afraid, that's fine. You can do that. Go to Sidesplitterscomedy.com and grab your tickets today. Sidesplitters Comedy Club presents our Mount Rushmore segment, where Paul and Rob talk about the top four in any number of categories and themes. All right. Our category and theme this week is 1970s cop shows uh but we need to find out who is at the split this week the split this week is dusty sleigh it is a a special event so that usually means it'll sell out so if you are interested get your tickets uh he is sort of a trailer pork trailer pork trailer pork trailer trailer pork boy for those of you who speak english well probably smoked his share of pork growing up in the trailer park uh grew up poor on lot eight of a mobile home neighborhood in alabama so, love a classic country and rock, and a lot of different odd jobs, waiting tables, selling pesticides, probably what you'd expect from someone uh, out of Alabama, probably someone, something you'd expect. Somebody taking offense what you're talking about. Yeah. Looks a little like Bob Seger. Yeah. I don't know if he's as funny as Bob Seger, but he looks kind of like him. So. Now, uh, I'm sure he's great. If he's a special event at Split, he's going to be funny. So, come out. And then Valentine's is going to be Tuesday. This year, so it's a bit of an odd day, but April Macy will be showing up for oh, Valentine's. Love, so April's great. Love April Macy. Seen Worked her, with her many her times. Several times. Um, she is just, uh, she's awesome. She's great. She's uh, pretty, pretty R-rated. So if you're in, if you're interested in a kind of a wild evening with uncensored content, she's great fun. Um, that's for Valentine's Day, so it's not too early to get in on that. Yeah, a lot of people wonder, They, whenever I tell them uh, you're heading towards Valentine's, they think, oh, I imagine you're just really swamped. And I go, no, actually, we're not. People avoid the Valentine's Day weekend to get married. They actually avoid it. Because usually they think, oh, it's going to be sold out. It's going to be crazy expensive. And it's normally very slow because of that. It's kind of like the hot girl who never gets asked out because everybody thinks that she's got a date. I got married on uh, Valentine's yeah. weekend, 17th. Yeah, that was smart, though, because it wasn't a hugely busy time. It really wasn't. 
And my wife purposely looked to make sure the Super Bowl wasn't going to be there because she didn't want to draw the ire of the world. I, I agree. <laughs> and and I, I'm telling you right now, I, I, I hate it when brides and grooms allow a TV to be on with a, a huge sporting event in I've the bar seen. in the bar next to their mm-hmm. reception room and every guy goes in there. That I mean, that's not bad. I'm playing music to just a bunch of girls. Right. Yeah, I mean, women. You, I'm okay with right, it. You pander to who's interested, but it is annoying because it, it splits the party and it, it just, it, it makes it feel lamer than it should because they're just watching TV. I get it. I'm a sports fan, but it's annoying when it happens when you're trying to conduct a party. You just kind of wish there wasn't a, a, a TV in that environment right so anyway all right it's time to talk uh, cop shows from the 1970s uh i'm i'm gonna go first sure go and i'm gonna play the theme song and see if you can guess it i'll know the show but i don't recognize this so it's not one that I've watched What's the obvious? It is Starsky and Hutch. Starsky and Hutch. I was wondering. I'm really well aware of the show, but I just never... It was never on in the syndication rotation that I saw growing up, for whatever reason. It was filmed in San Francisco, and the city they worked for was called Bay City. Bay City, baby. You know, Starsky, you're going to have to give your gun and your badge. You're not going to be a Bay City cop anymore. You pull that stuff. They also hold the record for most episodes using a gun. Mm-hmm. Really? In it's every episode, they we were in a gun. Had a gun. They, they only ran for four seasons, but it it's still it's one of those shows that is stuck around. They had the movie where they they brought it back, so it's it's stuck around popular culture for a long time. Uh, the Grand Torino that they that they drive is is pretty iconic. So it's interesting when a show that's only around for a handful of seasons stays around public chatter and in, in, in the in the public air. Yep. So um, yeah, that definitely. I Starsky would say. Hatch, it absolutely positively. And has it to embodies be. a lot of the tropes of the '70s detective movies. It just embodies a lot of those things, and that's what that's what we're going for. It's like what what is the '70s? What makes it up? All right, so we got Starsky and Hutch carved into uh, Mount Rushmore, two heads, oh, one on top. Starsky would have to be on top, David Soul would be below, but David Soul did have a hit song. You got a letter in? Oh, yes. No, 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 that yeah, was John, John Travolta. Travolta. Uh, yeah. Don't give up on us, baby. Same shit. Same, yeah. Sap people. Here, we wrote you something. Yeah. Just sing it, you jackass. Uh, anyway, so back to cop shows of the 70s. I'm thinking uh, another show that wasn't on for that long, but anybody who's anybody, when you mention a lollipop... Oh, hold on here. Uh, 1973, Telly Savalas, also known as the, uh, the guy who sold you the Players Club card in the 80s. Who loves you, baby? Who loves you, baby? Uh, I, I, five seasons, not, not a long time. But such a well-known... Who loves you, baby? You know, gritty cop. He's got the hat on, the pork pie hat. Who loves you, baby? He's got his lollipop. All those little signatures that go into a memorable show. One more. Who loves you, baby? I love you, baby. He's like the Barry White of of white dudes with that that quote. Who loves you, baby? He's like... like, uh, 
he's like uh, next to Nia Vardalos, who did uh, my big fat Greek wedding. Right. He, he's like he's like the Coca Cola of the Greeks. Right. I just love him. There's yes. like a picture of Jesus, John F. Kennedy, and Telly Savannah. They're very proud of Telly yeah. Savannah. That's the only Trinity right there. Yeah, I could see it if you're Greek. It just it became it's like sort of a sensation. Why is this show still so well known, quoted? Uh, again, everybody when they think of a lollipop, they they, they know. Oh yeah, Kojak, huh? The, the detective guy who likes the lollipop. They just gave him a few memorable things, and it and it stuck around, and still to this day. So. Let me tell you something, Tula. The man is the head, but the woman is the neck, and she can turn the head any way she wants. I gotta love that for my big fat Greek wedding. My big fat Greek wedding, yes, huh? So, yep, Telly Savalas. Great choice, great choice. I really, uh, I like that. I like that. Um, I've got one here that I think is uh, is going to. Uh, Qualify, or we can okay. argue about it. Ladies and gentlemen, Jim Rockford of the Rockford Absolutely. Files. That was going to be my next pick, so I 100% on board. I believe Mike Post, uh, yep. another Mike Post song. The, the man who is the, the theme song of the 70s and 80s. Every great cop show, yep. Mike Post has probably written it. Uh, that's just another one. 74, uh, ran for six seasons. Um, definitely, uh, it's still. And I'm looking at like the IMDb reviews. You can always you can see even how people rate older shows. An 8.2 out of 10 with yep. 9,600 votes. So people it still holds up. That's funny. This was just on last night. My dad was flipping it and he caught it and he left it on because he, he used to watch it when it was on. And that uh, was was that Brolin. Uh, James, James was it? Uh, it was uh, James besides. Brolin. Besides James Garner, oh Garner, uh, yeah, James Garner was, yeah. was the lead, and uh, I, that's the only name that I really recognize from it. I'm sure there's maybe some other bit guys at the time, but but yeah, James Garner. Yeah, the, uh, the Rockford Files. Uh, when whenever that sucker would come on, I think it was on, if I'm not mistaken, Wednesday or Thursday night. Uh, we had a color TV. We had even seen it on black and white for a long. When we got the color TV, I was like, oh wow, this guy, this guy's really cool. So uh, yeah, that would be one that I would I would think would need to be there for '70s cop shows. Uh, very popular. So, the yeah. Rockford Files is uh, our third uh, mention on the uh, '70s cop show. Ready for you now, Paul? Um, what do you think of this one? Barney Miller. Eight seasons. I recognize it instantly. What a great what a great theme. Just that gritty '70s cop street drama sort of sound. What was the What was the name of the Abe Vigoda character? Um, I'm not sure. I can't think at the moment. But, fish. Uh, fish. Yeah. Oh yeah. Abe Vigoda okay. looked like he was looked like he was 80 years old, and the guy was like late 50s. I know. He was. He's one of those guys, like Larry David, who always looked like an 80 year old. When he was fifty, yeah, and now that they're eighty something, they look exactly the same. They look great. <laughs> They've aged really well. Yeah, right. You look the same. You don't have an age today. I love that in the movie. This is forty. He goes. He goes, you don't show pictures of him of him now. Thirty years later, you show pictures of him thirty years ago. He goes. Well, what about Keith Richards? Keith Richards looked like he was seventy in the sixties. Look at him now. You go. He looks great. Right. I know. It's true. So that would be, I think, uh, a worthy. There's, you know, there's a couple others that are maybe consideration. This, this one was '60s and '70s, and that's what I was trying to avoid. Dragnet. 
I will tell you, uh, if you're doing a, let's just say hypothetically, you're doing a pool party. Mm. And it's 1.30 in the morning. And your music is jamming. Your music is playing. And all of a sudden, the cops show up. Mm -hmm. They walk in. They go to the client. The client looks at me and gives me the turn it down thing. The cops walk over and I say, no problem, officer. I'll turn it down. What did I do over the next 30 minutes? Slowly just creep it right back up again. Of course. So the second time I see them walking through the patio door, coming out onto the pool, I played that. Sure. Like <laughs> like um, a little bit. One cop thought it was hilarious. Yeah. The other one did not have a sense of humor at all. I'm sure. And I was told to stop the music immediately so, by that. Yeah. That, yeah. That's when you can't even fade it. Yeah. They they didn't have a real good sense of humor on stuff like that. I'll have an honorable mention. Similarly, uh, as you said, Dragnet was 60s into the 70s. This would have been 70s into the 80s. But a real good cheesy as hell cop show with the most 70s and 80s sounding theme. Ponch and John. Chips, baby. Chips, baby. Poncharelli, the uh, Mexican-Italian guy, apparently. Eric Estrada. You're not gonna guess it. You're not gonna guess this one by the fan. Shaft. Nope. No. Because it sounds like it's just straight ripoff. They say that Shaft is a bad mother. Shut your Yeah, really. No, just talk about Shaft. Talk about a rip. This was the first TV show to expose special weapons and tactics. Oh, yeah, I recognize this now. SWAT. SWAT. Okay. Definitely recognize the theme. There we go. So, uh, yeah, that was a group's called Rhythm Heritage. Rhythms. Rhythm Heritage. Heritage. Yeah. Theme from SWAT. Charlie's Angels, baby. Got to give the ladies some love. 70s. Well, and we're going to allow this because it was kind of a private detective kind of show. Ish, you know. We, you know, a little more of a fantasy-ish style, but... How many seasons was Farrah Fawcett on the show? Uh, I think just one, right? One. People don't realize that. Yeah, kind of like, uh, what's her name? Chrissy, Suzanne Summers yeah, Chrissy with, with on Three's, Three's Company. Company. Just barely a whisper, yet immediately people think of the show. It's so strange. Yeah. At least, at least... Uh, Diane, you know, what's her name? Shelley Long. At least she stuck around for, what, like, maybe four seasons? Yeah. And, she, and she expected Cheers to just fall off the ratings. Terrible. Right. I, and I, they I bring in Kirstie Alley. She thought it would be a stepping stone. She started getting movie offers. It seems logical, but whoops. Yeah. Whoops. Now she's doing Hallmark. Here's an honorable mention. Oh, hold on a second. Oops. It didn't, uh, didn't go through. I'll do this one. I'll look for the other one. I'm running out of catchy themes now. Recognize it? I recognize Pete, it. Judy, Link, the Mod Squad. Mod Squad, okay. I, I recognize the theme, but I, I wouldn't be able to place it because I never really yep. watched uh, it. Link, Link, the black eye on that oh. show, uh, played the father in Purple Rain. Ah. There's a Link, yeah. speaking of which. There we go. The one I was gonna play was the theme to Beretta. Don't do the crime. Oh my God, that's right. Beretta would be another. Yeah. Yeah. Boy, here's another controversial uh, figure. Didn't he get? Is he? Is he in jail? 
Did, um, did he get like? No, a, he got off. He did get off. Oh yeah, boy. Yeah, he got off. Yeah, he was like, oh, can't really prove it, even though we kind of know. The song was called "Keep Your Eye on the Sparrow." Keep your eye on the sparrow. Yeah, I want to see Beretta. if I let's see if I got it. Uh, nope. But anyway, you have to take more word for it. Yeah, uh, Robert Blake, the uh, Beretta. Very, very popular uh, cop show. Um, I don't have the, uh, the theme to it, but uh, what did you think of uh, Columbo? Oh, Columbo, yeah, yeah. yeah with Peter Falk and his, you know, his signature, what a, like, confused look. He would basically show up and go, listen, you, you two are not suspects. I just need to ask you a couple questions. So the, the, the car, the car, the way they, the, 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 the hit and run, the car had, had wide tires. And I looked at your car in front, you don't have wide tires. So I want to say thank you for listening. And as he's as he's leaving, as the door's closed, uh, one more thing. You don't have a second car, do you? Th- that kind of shit was just amazing. Yeah, but he just looks stupid. Peter Falk, right. he just looks stupid all the time, but he was just a freaking genius. It was Well, it was a brilliant, like you said, he appeared almost dopey and confused and out of it, but that was part of the brilliance of it, is when you play against what what we perceive to be the type like like when Kramer figured it out in Seinfeld and started playing Kramer as smart even though he's an idiot he you know by season midway season two or three he starts playing him like he's the smartest guy in the room and he's got that energy instead of being dopey giddy up yeah and it made it so much better it just it made his character so much better that I, little I, change I, I always I mean literally if Seinfeld's on I watch it because it's just been always one of my yeah. favorite sitcoms but I just love it where the, that one girl, that guy, George is dating that one girl who's kind of attractive, but she's got that huge nose. Mm-hmm. There's and, always and, a problem. And, and nobody says anything, so Kramer's standing there and he goes, you're just as pretty as any of those other girls. All you need is to get your nose fixed. <laughs> They're like, oh my God, you're kidding. She goes, really? He goes, oh yeah, just get your nose fixed, you'll be fine. Yeah. You gotta love it. No, really I got one more. Yeah, yeah. See if you recognize this theme. Okay. recognize the thing. I'll tell you the opening scene while this music's playing. Yeah. A guy with dark wavy hair is driving a convertible Mercury Cougar around the southern coast of California. Yeah, I, I Mannix. Hmm. Mannix. M-A-N-N-I-X. Okay, yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't Mannix. have been able to place that. I, I felt, it sounds like it, I recognize the theme, but maybe it just was a familiar. None of those... None of those are, you know, worthy of being. I think on the, uh, on the, on the Mount Rushmore. Not on Mount Rushmore, but maybe just worthy of mentioning it because it was part of the, you know, part of that group, that '70s cop show. It's such a popular thing, and they just. And now there really aren't that many cop shows. You know what? It's you still you just have Law and Order from back from the '90s still on, and then like NCIS. They always have like these weird niche divisions now instead of it just being a general cop show maybe they, they decided that they've exhausted that and they want to get yeah right another Stephen Mike Post another Mike Post classic I my wife lives for murder porn yeah my my wife loves SVU Oh, it's called Sfu. Sfu, yeah. Law and Order Sfu. Law and Order Sfu. Yeah, it's easy. It rolls right off the tongue. 
<laughs> I Road that. orders. I learned that from, from uh, I think it was. Uh, Is that like Tarzan? Joel McHale. Joel McHale. Joel McHale. Uh, the Joel McHale. Show. Hey, this week on Law and Order, Sfu. Yeah. <laughs> I just love that dude, man. He is awesome. All right. Uh, well, guys, that is going to uh, just about wrap it up. We'll give you a hint. Oh, no, we haven't done our, our featured musical year yet. You, oh. just, you just about let me... Uh, you just about let me... I, I thought uh, you were screw, trying to... Screw that whole thing you trying up. to get out of here early. And yeah. I, I'll let... Uh, sneaking I'll by, let, but I'll yeah. Let, I'll let Dave Anthony... 2004 uh, uh, was the year we... we Welcome back. And here. now to the second segment of the show, where our hosts feature their vast musical knowledge. Ah, uh, we have vast musical vast, knowledge. Vast, 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 vast. The year of our lord, 2004... Gotta get on the Bible here. Sure, sure, sure. Let's see if I can figure out. Uh, we just about went right past that because you you were about to let it happen. Well, I don't know. The number one song of the year 2004, ladies and gentlemen, uh, is still a song that I play to this day as my opening song, as my opening song, and I just gotta find the damn thing on here. Opening song for Fast what? Dancing. Fast Dancing, okay. That's not it. <laughs> Damn it. Well, it sounded like it was going to get the party started at least. Just trying to keep us all paying attention here. I'm taking a look through the list and it's, it's, it's kind Peace of. Peace up! A- Peace oh, up. Yeah. 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 This song absolutely yeah. kills what I Yeah. 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 Gets everybody going. That is definitely Caucasian dance approved. That and uh, that and apple bottom jeans are a good one-two punch when you get them going. Yeah, low by uh, uh, Flo Rida. Low, right? Yeah, mix it, mix it into in the air. Put your hand. It's Mm -hmm. it's the exact same beats per minute. Yeah, right. In the air. They do tend to do that a lot. Like if they get a hit with something, like all right. What what got that to be a hit? Let's let's keep the spirit of that. Second biggest song of 2004. Ten weeks. That's before what's his name went uh, nuts. Uh, let's see. Oh boy, a song I could do without, but it was a big hit in 2004 by the Killers. And interestingly enough, this is one of these songs that has been on the charts for a really, really long time. Like it just kind of. I don't even. I don't even show it. I don't even show it as making. Being number one. I, I don't think it was number one. It's just one of these songs that stayed on the on the in the top billboard for a while. But uh, that's enough of that. That's the killers with Mr. Brightside. Yeah, I'm familiar with the, Once in uh, a while, depending on the age of the bride and groom, I'll get a request for it and I'm like uh, ah, very rarely though. 2004. Snoop featuring Pharrell. Pharrell's been cranking out hits for a while. Hitmaker. And 
this was a big one. Dropping it like it's hot with Snoop and Pharrell. Pimps in the crib, ma. Drop it like it's hot. I'm gonna drop it right there. Dropping it like it's hot. I would prefer if you didn't drop it. Please. But if, you, if it's hot, please feel free to drop it. Hold on tight. You know, 2004. Pat Boone do that song. Pat Boone. Drop that item. It's very hot. Beyonce was breaking away. Oh hell yeah. By now from Destiny's Child. Here's Naughty Girl. That was a 2004 offering from. Queen B. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So seductive. I take you to the This is uh, 50 Cent. Didn't he change his name, though? Well, inflation. He's 67 cents now? I think so. Yeah, due to, due to cost of living. 67 cents. It costs a living increase, y'all. Yeah. Take your top off. Yeah. You owe me 33 cents. Something like that. Hmm. Sounds like a Hollowback Girl mix, Mash. You are correct. 2004. Suddenly. 19 years ago. Kind of like Fergalicious. Mm-hmm. Exactly, which it could still play. To the E, uh-huh. to the R, to the G, to the A, to it's the like, L, to the I. I liked it better when it was supersonic, but okay. Ain't that the truth? JJ Fad, by the way. Love that song. And they're here to rock. But really, they were here to rap. Yeah, Tanika and, and, Tanika and Money. Or Tanika and Honey. Tanika and Honey, that sounds about right. And Honey, and we like to Milkshake, Milkshake. Elise, 2004. She was bringing her milk. I don't know if her milkshake is spoiled by now. It's 19 years of dairy. Well, it's bringing uh, men to the yard now. Right. Because they were uh, boys then. They were boys. They're growing up now because they drank their milk. And that's what happens. It's calcium. Oh. Uh huh. That is outcast. Sorry, Miss Jackson. Woo. <laughs> Breathing. Ready for action, nip it in the bud. We never relaxing. Our cast is everlasting. Kind of Not trying to do this at all. Oh, never ever do outcast or Eminem. Ladies and gentlemen, you coming out the side of your face, be tapping right into your memory banks. Thanks. So click at the ticket, let's see your seat. Unless you're a professional. Rattling like two midgets in the back seat, rattling. Speaker box vibrate the tag, make it sound like aluminum cans in a bag. But I know y'all want to rattle. Unless it's like LL Cool J or Young MC from the like the 80s I'd say it's best to avoid people with a sick flow let's see here if I can find them. someone who we haven't uh, artists we have not oh yeah ladies and gentlemen please welcome my boo wait a minute this is long. This was the '90s, was it? Yeah, definitely. Maybe I picked the wrong song. Might have been. Oh, you know what? I think Usher had us had my boo. 
in that year. He did. Usher and Alicia Keys, 2004. I think this, because this came back recently for... That's this one. Yeah, 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 that's it. I'm glad you caught that. So Usher was just cranking out. Cranking out. Yeah, he had uh, slow jams. Yes. Yeah. Burn. Uh, I was playing the Ghost Town DJ's version earlier. Sorry about that. I picked the wrong mic. Yeah, no, my, uh, that's called my boo too, and that was that was a huge hit. And it's uh, probably because uh, this is not your boo. Not your boo. This not, is the other boo. It's the other boo. Um, the, I just had the name of the movie in my head, but it was the one with Tobey Maguire. This uh, Spider Man, Spider Man, Spider-Man. not Spider Man, but the guy who played him, Spider Man. Um, so, this is Gary Jules, Michael Andrews, doing a remake of the Tears for Fear song that was never really uh, a hit. Not, a, not nearly the hit that this was from. Ideas for our elbows, exactly six right inches from our waist. Just rock. Just rocking back and forth. Can we start doing this? No, no, no. None of that. Don't want to throw out any ligaments, tear any. They are the Terror Squad. Always remember, we never negotiate with the Terror Squad. We never, ever, ever do. Alicia Keys hit the ground running in 2004. Love me some Alicia Keys. If I ain't got you, so they say. Very smooth stylings of Alicia God, Keys. that's a good-looking woman. Yeah, that never hurts. Never she hurts could sing, she could literally sing the Bill of Rights to me, and I would think it was a hit. Imagine having, like, that much talent, and you're still good-looking. It's like, it's just not fair. If I ain't got you. All right, gang. Now we're ready to wrap up episode 101. Uh, Paul's going to tell you where you can find out more about us. You can go to the Metaverse Facebook, find us, look us up at LSD Podcast or Lighter Side of Dark. You can find us either way. Like us. You can chat with us there. 
uh, stay in touch with what's going on, vote on our on our, uh, so we have a lot of vote vote type stuff on there. You can go to the website, lightersideofdark.com. You can write us directly, email listener at lightersideofdark.com. Or if you want to say hi through Twitter or Insta, lightersidedark. So next week, it'll be uh, episode 102. Our year in review will be 1961. Oh, jumping back. 1961. Um, and our Mount Rushmore segment for next week will be Famous Pirates. Our matey. Yeah, in honor of uh, Gasparilla, which will be uh, the Gasparilla Night Parade will be happening uh, next week. That's uh, hey, That there is like our New Orleans Mardi Gras thing. Yeah, it's like Mardi Gras. That's what we like here in Florida. Like, it's like Carnival and Mardi Gras. Yes, yeah, it's combined. It's the Gasparilla Parade. Carnegras. So, uh, yep, so next week. Oh, I've got a good uh, remake for next week. Already? All right. Shameless. Shameless. Oh, yeah. That's I gonna know be, that's going to be. That's going to be a tough one as for As much me. as I love Billy Joel, there's that, only one answer to that question. I think that's going to be tougher than you think. I think he's going to hold his own. I think, you he really, think? I think he really will. And the votes? Yeah. So I'm going to let you figure out your right. uh, your uh, remake for next week. But Famous Pirates, 1961, episode 102. I hope you'll join us. Uh, that's going to wrap up uh, LSD Podcast, Lighters Out of Dark. And uh, Paul, it's been a pleasure working with you. Oh, man, it has. Take care, everybody. Bye. The Lighter Side of Dark is a brainchild of DJs Rob Smith and Paul Solio and is meant for the sole purpose of entertainment, merely opinions of our host and not meant to be taken seriously. Written and produced by Paul Solio and Rob Smith. Edited by Rob Smith, announcer Dave Anthony. Original music provided by Seth Book and a local Tampa band, Noodles Magoo. You may visit the website at www.lightersideofdark.com or visit on Facebook at the Lighter Side of Dark podcast. Available on most podcast formats and services. For sponsorship interest, please email at listener at lightersideofdark.com. Recorded at the Fame DJ School Studios in Spring Hill, Florida. If you've enjoyed the podcast, please go back and start from the beginning of the series. We appreciate you following our show.